Hello, everyone, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 53, the Artist Gilmore or Don Drysdale episode. Let me tell you about these gentlemen a little bit here. Something we're going to start doing here at the beginning of the podcast. Artist Gilmore averaged 18.8 points per game, 12.3 rebounds, and 2.3 assists in his career of over 1,300 games, so a ton of games. He was 7'2", 240, big guy. They called him the A-Train. <clears throat> and he uh, also shot 58.2% from the field. So really efficient player there, too. Crazy. Right, playing for the uh, the Bullets, I believe, in Washington. So, wow. you know, back way back in the day. Don Drysdale. Was 209 and 166 on the mound for the Dodges with a 2.95 ERA and 2,486 strikeouts and was elected in the Hall of Fame in 1984. <clears throat> Soon to be elected in the Hall of Fame, sitting to my right, Big Dill. Dill, how are you, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know uh, who else we were going to bring up there. I thought it, you know, those were the only two uh, guys that we had, but... It makes sense because I was uh, number 53 for a couple years uh, in football. So, you know, maybe as a soon kicker, tight end, uh, punter in the XFL or some sort of level, I'll be 53. Who knows? Sure. That'd be cool. It's crazy. Bust it out. We have to change it to the Dill episode. (laughs) So, that's up there. uh, It's been good. Went to try and kick today. Had a pretty hard leg workout yesterday which i didn't feel until i started trying to kick and it just wasn't that great so it's all good but it was great weather out today in cincinnati ohio but i know it might have been a little bit different somewhere else doge in cleveland what's going on what's up <laughs> what's going on up there weather wasn't too bad we had some high winds but uh, all things considered could have been a lot colder uh, the best day was probably Sunday. Got all the way up to 50 degrees, so that sure. was that was pretty nice. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> coming back from a little flu-like cold sickness, doctors couldn't really diagnose it, so I've just been eating lots of airborne gummies and making <laughs> <laughs> it a little bit better. This is the uh, any prescribed meds, but uh, flu pod. We're, we're yeah. on the up and up. We're we're moving up. Uh, <clears throat> Probably going to be heading back into work tomorrow, so we're feeling better. Wow. Well, we got to see how you perform here for the flu pod. Could be your best pod, pod ever. Yeah. You know, um, channel your inner mic. Yeah, honestly, we got to bring it today. We all do. Oh, we got to. Been bring a little it. bit of a break. We've had yeah, quite a break. I was sick a little bit. We've been busy. You know, I was on a business trip as well, down to good old Nashville. Yeah. But yeah. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, we've been cooking up a good pod for you. So let me tell you what we got. First quarter here, we're going to do a little rapid-fire recap of just what we've missed here over the past, you know, couple weeks, <clears throat> week or so. Uh, second quarter, we're going to talk about old FCC, baby. The season has begun. Uh, not the outcome we wanted, but we're going to react to that, and, you know, there's some positive light in there, we'll, and we'll talk about it. Yep. Third quarter here, we got a little Rookie of the Year discussion, and we're going to talk about our reaction to the All-Star Game um, and, you know, how we like the new format and uh, some of the other things about it. So, fourth quarter, finally, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the NFL Combine, some general NFL news, and then you loved it, so we're bringing it back. The XFL, true or false. So, 
be prepared for that here at the end of the pod. But first, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we got to warm it up. So, Doge, since it was a little colder up there in Cleveland than it was down here in Cincy, I'll let you warm it up first. I know you could use it since you're sick, too. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, as much as much time as I can to <laughs> get stretched out here as needed. So, yeah, I'm going to start up with uh, some soccer talk, but from across the pond over to my favorite team, Borussia Dortmund. Mentioned them every once in a while, but uh, oh, yeah. wanted to bring up our, our star that I've already brought up here on the show, but i got to keep talking about him, Erling Haaland. Um, he's just been playing out of his mind. He's had nine matches with Dortmund and has already scored 12 goals, so the dude's just been absolutely crushing it. Um, but wouldn't be a dormant star without rumors already coming out of other clubs trying to sign him on. Uh, most recently seeing English Premier League teams such as Aston Villa and Man U, which just makes me want to throw up because we only have this guy for a few months and he just goes off to the Premier League. That would be so sad. I, de- but, uh, I, uh, I know I saw some Madrid uh, Juve rumors too, which is no bueno for you, sir. I mean, any... Any team should want this guy. He's yeah, he's like a 19. beast. He's nineteen and he's an absolute tank. Um, but I would love to just try to build our team around him. But that's just if history repeats itself. Right, is going to get a really good star and let him go off to another big club, and we'll probably just finish third or fourth in the Bundesliga again. So that's that's usually how it's been going. So um, right, but hard to watch him now. So if you guys ever do get a get a Sunday uh, or a Saturday. You know, morning game. You can flip on Fox Sports One, and Dortmund's there. You can check him out. This dude's unbelievable. Dude, he's such a beast. I hope he stays around for at least another year. But you know how the big clubs like to react. They like to buy, buy, buy. So we'll see. Especially early. Yeah. Um. So, Dill, I need to apologize to you first. Uh, just because the Browns, they always crack me up. Like this story. This story, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is shit you cannot make up. So I will just say the headline first, and then I will describe the events that took place. Greg Robinson, offensive lineman, I believe tackle, for the Cleveland Browns, was busted at the border, Doge, with 157 pounds of stay off. The weed. Ridiculous. A ridiculous amount. So here's what happened. Greg Robinson apparently has a, an Uber driver that he regularly uses or uh, an Uber driver that he just picked up, one or the other. But through Uber, he got someone to drive him across the border into Mexico. They uh, took a stop somewhere, came back with all these duffel bags. At the border, the drug dogs started searching everything. And then uh, Greg Robinson said, hey, man, if you take the fall here, I'll pay for all your stuff and get you out of jail. And the dude was like, no way. I don't know you. You know, I don't know you that well, at least. And so he was like, yeah, this is Greg Robinson. He has 157 pounds of weed in here, whatever. And they found it all. And Greg Robinson is going to be charged with, uh, I forget how many years in jail, at least 10. But just a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous, ridiculous story. So. One more thing to just kind of mock the Browns with. So stay off the weed, Greg Robinson. That's too much. Yep. That's like a human being's worth of weed. That's a super large dog. Like an abnormally sized dog, right? 
It's or, about... Or, like, an average size, like, depending on how tall you are, a human being. It's probably about the same weight as Kemba Walker, who just came back tonight for the Boston Celtics. 150 Against the Brooklyn Nets. He's, he's no, I'm kidding. But, more than that. I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm kidding. Like, I'm just I'm kidding. Honest. I just wanted to bring Kemba and do it a little. But yeah, I mean, like, that's seriously, like, you can't just like pick that up and go. Like, like if you put that in your trunk, it like is gonna weigh down your trunk a little bit, you know. Hundred and fifty cents. Stupid. That's crazy. I mean, like, do you really do. think that you're gonna get through that? But I don't know. That's just really like that's super dumb. Like that's some dumb, 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 dumb. Shit. So, anyway, carry on. I just lie. That's just so funny. So I wanted to bring up the uh, fight that just happened. Yeah, between Tyson Fury and uh, Wilder. So it was. You know, I'm not a huge like fight guy. Like I don't really know a whole lot about. It. I just know that the anticipation. You see all the commercials. You see the hype and this and that. And then you see the weigh-ins, and then you see how they can't, like, you know, this and that. And then, uh, I don't know, so it's interesting just seeing the hype around it, even if you don't really know anything about it. Like I didn't know that he had, uh, that uh, Wilder, Who's that he? is, yeah. <laughs> had 41 knockouts out of, like, 43 fights going into that. All he does is knock people out with his right yeah. hand. That's all he, he does. He just stuns them. He stuns every single person that he wins against, and he just... Boom. And they're out. Boom. And on the way down, they, like, have, like, a moment where they just, like, see the light. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, who's the guy? Anyway, I don't know who the guy is. Which guy? The big dude who he just beat before this to get into this. Uh, Joshua? Anthony Joshua? Mm, I don't think so. I'm going to have to get stats team on it. But anyway. Um, big, Big Daddy Ruiz? There's somebody else in the Dude, he's six seven. That's crazy. I didn't know he was that tall. Anyway. Yeah, he's literally LeBron size. And like Tyson, Tyson Fury, Fury is like just makes him look kinda tiny. Anyway, um it was not Anthony Joshua. I don't know, dude. Anyway, we'll have to get the uh, stats team on it. Anyway, so stats team was on it pretty quick there. Sure. Luis Ortiz. Ooh, okay. Is the gentleman I was referring to. Yeah. The nine foot twelve, eight hundred and fifty four giant that he looked like. Uh Wilder just knocked his ass out. Dude, he made him look like a little boy. Like the way that he just I mean, like he just got squared up in the face. He didn't even get like hit in like the lower jaw, right, for this hit. Right. He just got hit in like the forehead. Yeah. And the dude just clocked him. And like and it was just a good night. It's like you could. I'm surprised he hasn't killed somebody yet, to be honest. The way he can just like load up like so quickly and just boom. So, the way that Fury fought him was, you know, exactly what you need to do as far as like, you know, up to, you know, uh, very close combat. Didn't really allow him to have like the great shots. Like, you would allow him to kind of get some stuff, but he dodged a lot. You know, he was able to avoid a lot of hits, but he was able to obviously take them right until he could get his own. And he got Wilder pretty good. Yeah, like he knocked him around, and then you know, obviously we know that you know he got knocked out, and uh, now and it was an interesting fight. So round three has or uh, fight three has already been filed for because Wilder won the first one. Are you talking Ortiz now? What are you talking Fury? No, I was just talking about uh, uh, Fury now. Okay, yeah, sure. I was just saying Ortiz. Match was a draw. Wilder right. didn't even win. 
Right. Did it? Straight up. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought Wilder won that one. No. Oh, wow. That was his draw. He beat Ortiz before. That was the... Okay. But they... This is... Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So round... uh, Excuse me. uh, Fight three has been filed for, though. Yeah. So... Tyson Fury, I think, is still going to stop having his 37 Cokes a day. I think he dropped, like... Uh, he, that's how he said he dropped so many pounds. Well, it's ridiculous. It's a lot of cut. Yeah, I mean there are other things he does that are ridiculous, but yeah. I don't really care to mention them. Right. Um. So I don't know. It'll be interesting seeing round three. For sure. We'll Definitely. Look so, forward to it. Yeah. I know. Uh, Wilder was saying that his mask that he was wearing was uh, too heavy. That's why he lost. Yeah. So he probably won't wear a mask next time. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, like, I mean, he came out, like, the next day or whatever, and was like, yeah, like, my legs were tired, like... What's well, funny, because, like, his legs that. were tired, and, like, Fury came in with, like, a, by, I didn't watch the whole fight, but from what I heard, he came in with a bunch of women carrying him, I believe, on, yeah. like, a big thing, so it's like... Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have any weight, he didn't even have to carry himself. Right, yeah. exactly, so... I mean, it's just pretty smart management. Oh, it's good thing. Wilder just needs to get, like, a nice aluminum headpiece you know right. lightweight or right. titanium you know just hey we can make him a eco development we'll get him a styrofoam one if he'd like if he'd like there you go. yeah <laughs> talk to us up. talk to us Deontay <laughs> <laughs> moving on here we are going to get into our rapid fire recap of uh you know what we're going to talk about here what we missed in sports the last couple weeks I know we gave a little little touch up there at the warm-up but let's really dig into it because we did miss quite a bit so yeah. Uh, let's just bounce around in the circle here. I'll go first. We'll hit Doge, and we'll go Dill, and then we'll back around. No snake draft here, boys. Keep it keep it moving. I'll start it off with, uh, ladies and gentlemen, although he may be missing tonight due to illness, Jason Tatum has arrived, dominating it in February, averaging 30 points, a uh, bunch of 30 and 10 games. Um, you know, really, really good performance there here in February. So looking to see if he can carry this into the playoffs and into this push to get us to second place in the East. Yep. So, Doge, you're up. Yeah, so I've uh, got a few things. First one, a uh, really cool story came out about a week ago uh, from the Ice Time, Bill. You you may have seen this. I'm sure wow. you have. But uh, yep. super sub goalie, Zamboni driver, David Ayers, was subbed in when both of the Hurricanes goalies were injured, and uh, he actually wound up getting the win against the hometown Toronto Maple Leafs, winning 6-3, to three, um, gave up two goals on the first two shots that he faced, and then uh, didn't give up another goal for the rest of the game. So really cool uh, emergency sub. Uh, I guess he had trained with the uh, minor league Toronto team, but... Really cool story, so it was cool to see him get out in front of some NHL guys and make some stops. So awesome story there. No get doubt. There. I mean, those are, that's so fast. That's, coming at you. that's, I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Good for him, dude. In fact, I mean... Hell yeah. Wild story. Wasn't he like 42 years old, right? He was 42 or 45, something oh, like that. Oh, and I think, hey, I, I forgot about this. I think the coolest thing about all of this... I was going to let you say it, Dill, but I remembered it. Um, what's the company? Nah, you come on, you got it. You can do it. Tops. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. I, okay, I don't know. When I was thinking in my head, it just sounded wrong. Anyway, Tops, Tops the uh, card company, right? Those, right. they're making a player card for that goalie. 
Like he's getting his own card, which will be so real. Like that's like official as hell. Like you know what I mean? Like I know you have stats in like an NHL game, okay? But like you can get like a player card as well. Like with that, I mean that's unreal. You did play, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah like yeah. you played, and like you obviously that be? like your stats are going to be on there. Yeah, right? oh yeah, I would think you're gonna have like one win for the game. You're gonna be one and zero. All right, rapid fire, Dill. Sweet stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning are in a matchup with the Boston Bruins. So, uh, right now, you're going down, boy. It is zero to zero. Going well, about ready to go into the second period. Uh, about hundred seconds left. Minute forty. Yeah, so. in that. In that um, two ones here. A couple wristes. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're looking pretty good. The Lightning are that is. Um, yeah, they are currently, I believe, third in the NHL in total points. Um, but as far as uh, in the conference, they're second behind Boston. So in yep. their division, so it's like those are the two best teams. Last yeah. year, um, they were the two best teams, even though Tampa got swept against Boston, and then Boston, uh, or excuse me, Tampa got swept against Columbus. We then lost to Boston and didn't even look good against Boston, which is so upsetting because right. we had your number last year, like for sure. I felt like so. Yeah, see. We'll uh, we'll see how this turns out, but I'm excited. I want to try to plan a trip down there, and uh, NHL is starting to wrap up, like this segment. Boom! Sure. Um, I'm going. <laughs> I want to say, as a pod collectively, we still miss you, Kobe. But I want to say Shaq, MJ, and Vanessa had incredible speeches there at the memorial service. Um, Shaq with a legendary quote, you know, coming up to Kobe saying, like, hey, pass the ball. There's no I in, uh, you know, team. And then, or, uh, yeah, <clears throat> there's no I in team. And then Kobe said, yeah, but there's ME, which is a classic. And then uh, MJ coming out and saying that he didn't want to be uh, a crying meme anymore. Um, but he did. He did again. So he said Kobe was down, looking down, laughing at him again. And then all the obviously the stuff that Vanessa had to say, um, just about her daughter, and then Kobe as well was really cool. So uh, if you didn't take the chance to look at all that stuff, I'd really recommend you spending the time to do that because it was really, really, uh, really cool memorial service. Doge, moving on. What do you got? Absolutely, Alvin Gentry, the Pelicans head coach in the NBA. Uh, just voiced his opinions recently about the MVP talks. Just amazed that LeBron is never in the conversation, coming off of a loss um, to the Lakers. I, I have his quote pulled up right here, actually. Quoted. Um. I'm just amazed that they talk about anyone other than him for MVP. That's what he does. Every team he's been to, every team that he's ever gone to, has had a chance to win the championship. And now, ever since you know that's come out, LeBron's kind of jumped up in the rankings there for MVP, and now he's second behind Giannis um, for for possibility to win. So, right. I don't know. I I agree that he he deserves a little bit more credit than he's been given. So we'll see where that lands him in the MVP talks later on in the year. Sure, no doubt. Dill, moving on. There you go. First game. That the Astros have had, they were already stealing signs. Wow. Are you serious? 
Not on the field, but even worse, ladies and gentlemen, they have moved to the stands, okay? They are currently (laughs) taking different signs from people in the stadium, okay? So if you have a sign that they don't like, they can have, you know, obviously, if it's something inappropriate, sure. I don't think that, you know, anybody needs to see that just because I know there are going to be children watching, yada, yada, yada. But just something as simple as kind of taking a jab at the team who... Happened to win a World Series, what, three years ago now? Uh-huh. Uh, who has been shown to cheat multiple times over the course of these years. Like, if you can't, you know, if you're going to do that stuff and you can't take those jabs, then, you know. What are we talking about? Yeah, here? you're pretty weak. Pretty soft. So. What are we talking about here? I, I think I mean, that, the one I saw, I hate to interrupt, but the yeah, one I saw, it was like a big asterisk. And then said asterisk and then STR, like Astros. Like, yeah. But it was the asterisk Stros. So it was like. That's like a, that's creative. I like right. that. Like, put that up. Like, good for them. Like, that's right. funny. But they're like, take it down, get the hell out of here. Yeah, just die. Like, yeah. like, we don't give. We don't want to give anybody ideas. You're treating it like that girl's nipples at the World Series. Like, ban them for life. Shit. Yeah. In some cases, it's like, dude, come on. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a. Uh, that's just in the pre. Uh, you know, in the preseason here too. So it's spring right. training. So we'll see what ap- what actually happens during the course of the season, especially on the road. I bet they're going to get booed. I mean, I know they're going to get booed everywhere they go. I like, can't wait bad. to go to an Astros game. Like we have to go as a, as a pod. Right. We have to go and we have to boo them. We have to do this. We have to make some signs and see if we get kicked out. The Reds well, we, won't kick us out. Yeah, I was gonna say we we yeah. can try to go to unless Houston, we're though. unless we're in Astro yeah Astro territory. Try, boom Tim. We'll have a business meeting about it later. Yeah. Go with corporate. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to switch on my order to stay on topic here. Yes. A little baseball. Yeah. Trevor Bauer. Yep. Very active against the Astros. Not a big fan. Really is not a huge, uh, you know – supporter of the cheating and all the manipulation that the Astros were doing. So in order to kind of like mock them in a game this week, he actually told one of the players that they were playing against every single pitch he was going to throw before he threw it. And he actually ended up getting the out, so it worked out. But it was just still kind of like a, hey, F you. And they asked some of his teammates if that was a shout-out to the era this to the Astros, and it was. So yeah, just like a, hey, I can tell you what you're going to get, and I'm still going to strike you out. Like, calm down here, yep. brother. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and then you have guys like Anthony Rizzo, who's mic'd up here for ESPN MLB, and he's at the plate just talking about They're like, oh, what are you thinking about right now? He's like, huffing and puffing, you know, kind of. Just like, you know, I'm, I'm doing a bunch of math in my head right now. I wish uh, – <laughs> Wish somebody would bang for me right now. And then, like, right, wish somebody would bang on the garbage cans for me. And then he, like, I know he says something when he hits, uh, gets to first, but I forget the actual quote and I don't want to mess it up. But either way, just super funny. People are just ripping him left and right. Doesn't matter what the player is Judge, Cody Bellinger, like, everybody hates the Astros and it's kind of exciting. Doge, on to you. Yeah, last one here that I have is Nick's superfan, Spike Lee, says he's done going to games in Madison Square Garden for the rest of the year. This is a guy that spends over $300,000 on his season tickets every single year for the team. Last night was uh, was sent out of the entrance that he's used, for, that he says, for the last 28 years um, at the employee entrance, and they wouldn't let him in after they had already scanned his ticket, so he 
got in an altercation with security and with the owner Dolan, and uh, he basically left and said, you know, I'm never, I'm never coming back here for the rest of the season. So uh, tough to lose, you know, an argument like that to obviously an icon that's in your fan base. So we'll see how the Knicks handle that one. But if uh, you know, if patterns show anything, the Knicks probably won't handle it very well. That is so. This is also no, the this day. This is that is disgusting. It's also the yeah. day that. Are you kidding me? Leon Rose was officially. I'm pretty sure he was officially named yesterday, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's like what the. That's like the first thing that he does is like. I'm not saying. I mean, obviously Dolan's. It's literally. Who's the uh, guard who's so hardo? That's like, I don't care. You. It doesn't matter. Your ticket's been scanned. You can't come in. I don't care who you are. It's like, dude, that is fucking. You, excuse think, my French, but that's fucking Spike Lee, the big, like one of the biggest sports fans. Like you know, he's at every Knicks game. It's like, yeah, it's like automatic. He's there. He is the Knicks. Like he's one of the biggest components of Madison Square Garden. Like I can't believe that. Yeah. I don't know. That's such a shame. It's just a silly. They're like they threw out Charles Oakley. You know? They threw out Charles Oakley. Now they're throwing out Spike Lee. I can't oh, believe yeah. it. It's funny you say that because yeah. they were like, you know, you we're going to have to ask you to go out the entrance and come back around and go to a different entrance. He's like, my ticket's already been scanned. It's not going to scan again. He's like, I don't trust anyone else at another entrance. And they said, well, we're going to have to ask you to, to step out this way. And then he put his hands behind his back and he said, well, you can arrest me like my friend Charles Oakley. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> they did, though. Not, yeah. not Spike, but Charles. Right. Just ridiculous. Well, keeping you know with the NBA, yeah. So just some quick uh, injury updates here. I know that I talked about Dame Lillard and how he was you know having a killer uh, couple week stretch as far as like what his you know games were just outrageous numbers, and he's gotten a little bit of the injury bug along with Jaron Jackson of the Memphis Grizzlies, who they're actually making a push. For the, I mean, they're actually in the playoffs right now as an eighth seed. But yeah, they're about to be dipping out, though. They're, making, they're, still, they're still a playoff push team, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could still maybe move up. He's but so important. you got to keep that eighth seed. Like, it's tough. The, it's the tough if he's going to be hurt. Right. That's all I'm saying. So that's that's uh, unfortunate for them because John Morant, which we'll talk about more, um, can only do so much for yes. them. But. Ben Simmons for the 76ers. Uh, I predicted that they would probably collapse because I don't want them to make the playoffs. I don't like that team. I think that they need to figure it out, but I don't like the way they're doing things right now. Uh, but he's hurt, so we'll see what, uh, where they end up going in the competitive East this year. Other than the one seed, I think it's pretty much wide open. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Bucks have looked. They're not. I mean, like other than the last two games, like they've looked. Pretty untouchable. Yeah. Like in a series, you'd think, okay, they've only lost eight games going into like the last two games. They give up a lot of threes. That's all I'll say. So yeah, I mean they're vulnerable for sure. Um, but Kemba has been hurt, and then uh, so something as far as the NBA, Giannis, like I said with the Bucks, had 88 straight games over 100 points. The Bucks or Giannis? Um, no, no, Giannis and the Bucks. Yes. Had 88 games scored. Uh, 88 games in a row scoring over 100 points. Wow. The last two games, they've scored under 100 points. And last game, Giannis was held to 13. Whoa. So. 13. I mean, are teams figuring this out? Maybe. So, I just, I mean, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I'm not a huge, like, I don't think that the one is untouchable in either conference. I think the Bucs are pretty untouchable. 
I mean, we saw it last year with Toronto. I mean, they'd have to. Like they, so looked, they looked like they were gonna smoke Toronto, dude. I'm and just talking about the seed. Them. I'm talking about the seed. I'm just talking about the seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm saying like the one seed is not vulnerable. Oh. Like the one seed is vulnerable. Like, my my brother, the Celtics are going to beat the Bucks. Like years, like, I believe that. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah. In a course. series. In yeah, the, in the playoffs. I'm talking yeah. about the playoffs. Advanced. Right. Playoffs. That's what I'm saying. We. I think we. Whereas, would. I think the Raptors could give them a game. Like the Warriors a couple of years ago, it's like okay, they're getting to the. To the finals, the Cavs right. are getting to the finals. Right, like it's not those, set in stone. Those right. one seeds are, are not vulnerable. Right, then like they are now. Right, so, I agree. I think it's going to make a really interesting playoff, especially between the two LA teams. But sure. All right, that was all. Um, so I believe <laughs> does you're out of rapid fires, right? Okay, sure. I got two. I got two more here for you, ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Rapid fire, Doge. I know you'll be excited about this. The Bengals are shopping Andy Dalton and Cordy Glenn. So. Cordy Glenn, good riddance. He like was apparently like faking an injury and then like didn't want to play or like sitting out, whatever. Peace, brother. And then Andy Dalton, if we can get him some good value for him and send him off to a place um, where he could play, that's nice. If he doesn't have to play and we still get good value, I'd prefer that rather than less value so he can play. But we'll see what we do. Last one here. Uh, coronavirus, everyone. Got to talk about it. Hot topic right now. Um, not only affecting Corona beer sales, it's affecting sports. So, uh, quick some stats here for you. 39% of Americans will not buy Coronas because of the virus. So, just look out for 39% of people are that dumb. The 2020 Summer Olympics potentially will be canceled due to the coronavirus if the outbreak is not contained. Syria Ah and other major leagues are playing games in empty stadiums because the spread of the virus has been so bad and they don't want their players or other fans to get sick. Because, you know, people are going to be like, yeah, I'm only get one chance to see Ronaldo. I'm going to the game. I don't care if I have the coronavirus. Which, like, I respect it. I probably would go if I had the flu. Like, yeah, I mean, if, you know like, I mean? if you had it. Ronaldo came to Cincy, playing at Paul Brown for whatever reason that would be. Because he wouldn't, I guess, let's say a couple years, West End Stadium's open. Ronaldo's coming to play. He's still peak form. I think no matter how ill I am, I'm going. I might rock a mask if I'm very ill, but I think I'm going to go. I'm going to try at sure. least. Yeah. But if I'm yeah. like, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, Juventus just canceled one of their Italian Super Cup games. And, right. Um, Dortmund, that always does an Asia summer tour in between seasons, they completely canceled their Asia summer tour for 2020 already. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm not messing with it. Yeah, I wouldn't. No way. All right. Okay. Moving on to current sports, something we want to talk about, dive into a little bit. FC Cincinnati, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of turmoil here in between uh, the start and the preseason, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, definitely we made the right call. Ron made the right call, resigning. But we got uh, Johan DeMay back at the helm. Leading us to charge at New York Red Bulls, where we unfortunately lost 3-2. to two. But um, we did come back after coming down 2-0. So, um, Doge, I'll have you go first. What were your thoughts here about the game? Yeah, the, the adjustments at halftime were really reassuring. You know, they, they did not start out very hot. Uh, it seemed like the back four was kind of left alone a lot of times on the, on the counterattack, defending in the... The defending third, but um, you know, 
the changes they made at halftime uh, looked a lot better. The midfielders were coming back and defending, and guys were moving the ball around a lot better. Um, obviously, some substitutes, which I can talk about here in a second, uh, really started to change the tides and, and build the momentum in FC's direction. So, not a hot start, but definitely did not end the game on a bad note. So, definitely things to build on moving into week two. Right. Um, so, for me, I'll say really enjoyed watching the game. Um, <clears throat> just, you know, I did not enjoy the going down 2-0 or didn't enjoy um, some of the defense we had there. But honestly, I can't recall a game last year. Maybe you guys can remind me of one where we went down 2-0 like that and we uh, you like legitimately thought going into like the 80th minute that like, hey, man, like there's a chance we can come back and win this. Like I, we didn't. That wouldn't have been the case last year. So, really exciting to see both our strikers, Brandon Vasquez, who we got from Atlanta, who we're taking on next week. So maybe he'll have a little revenge game. Hopefully, who knows? Love to see it, uh, but probably not because Jurgen Lacadia was uh, pretty solid as well in his start. So another debut goal. I believe he's scored in every single debut he's ever played in, uh, but I'm not sure. Um, and then uh, just really exciting to see those guys not just, you know, flop or, you know, just get the ball and pass it directly backwards or get it stolen from them. They actually made some nice plays and attacked and, you know, took some shots from outside the box. Um, so definitely some shots fired there, Adi, looking at you up there in Columbus. Can't wait for you to come down. Uh, we're gonna we're definitely going to beat you, I can guarantee you, especially since they got, what a, since they got rid of Will Trapp. Which I think was a bad move on their part, but either way, um, I thought we looked good in the second half. Um, it is very apparent to me, though, that Matthew Matthew Duplan is does not fit back there, ladies and gents. If you watch all of their goals, it's him running backwards to try to cover somebody who's wide open, taking the shot, uh, or you know, causing everybody else to shift over, which gives the other guy on the other side an open shot. So. Um, he was pretty solid for us last year, started every game, but I would personally like to see Gutman and Garza in, um, starting on those wings, because since they both like to attack, and they're both quick enough to get back, um, if need be, and they do like to make those attacking runs, because Deplon likes to even get up and be mixing in the upper 18, it's like, he can't afford to do that if he's not going to go to get back, Yeah. um, because then he just gets us burned on these fast breaks, so, we'll see if they adjust to that. I know some of the guys were still getting their work visas and everything else, but either way, really encouraging start. Looks like we're going to be better than last year. So, Dill, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like there was some sort of offensive presence, whereas yeah. last year, like, it just seemed like a disorganized mess. Like, how do we connect something? Like, nothing really made sense. We just booted the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there was nothing, like, nothing, like, organized. Like, whereas, the, you know, the Red Bulls, like, they look pretty good on their sets like for the most part like this week against us like they look pretty good um on the ball for the most part like from what i was able to watch that is uh, they looked like they were able to possess the ball and our defense had some holes so we need to clean that up but i think that you know the first game actually coming out uh you're gonna have that but it was apparent to me maybe it's just because i'm a goalkeeper <laughs> but spencer dude is just not it like i don't think he's it He's never once looked, like, impressive to me, like, for an entire moment. You know what I mean? Like, he, he might have, like, a little spark. We're just like, oh, and you're like, ah. He makes some wild saves. 
He definitely is not our best player. We'll put it that way. But who knows? Yeah. Tough. Tough. So I think it's it's definitely something you look forward to. Um, yeah. Two weeks, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Be, uh, we'll have to try to figure out a way for you to get down, Dozier. Topic two. FC Cincinnati brought in a lot of players this offseason. Um, <clears throat> which one do you think you made, like, made the biggest impact on the game, or who do you think stood out to you, um, positive or negative, I guess? Um, so, Doge, I'll let you go first. Who did you think stood out the most to you or had the biggest impact? I think Jurgen Locadia subbing in in the second half. I mean, he just yeah. he never gave up on a play. He had a lot of you know opportunities and chances and wound up putting in a goal, like you said. I don't know how many debuts he scored. I thought it was three, I think they said, but it could have been more in a row. Uh, scoring his debut for the Netherlands League, uh, the English Premier League, and now the MLS. So uh, he just gets out there and produces right away, and especially in a league like this in the MLS. Uh, I think he's really going to have a lot of opportunities to really eat up and, and, and bag some goals. So good on him. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, more of him absolutely in the coming weeks. So No doubt, dude. That one ripper he had from outside the box. Oh, I'm just – that's wanna, something – that is something Adi would have literally never done. I want to see – yeah, right. I want to see somebody who's willing to take those shots. Yeah, I want to see those. Like, just put them in, you know? Like, give me some rippers. You know how exciting that is? Oh, man. That'll be fun. Dude, what about you? Who stood out to you the most? Okay, so... Or had the biggest impact, I guess. Granted, I saw probably 20 to 25 minutes of actual game time. Sure. What I was able to see, kind of, when I was working. So... I, throw it up. I should throw it up on ESPN Plus for him here. There were... I mean, I definitely watched the highlights and stuff. I know we did that one thing. But, like... Didn't we? What one thing? Didn't we watch the highlights and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched the highlights, but I mean... Yeah. So, I mean, like... We watched the, the highlights for the game. But there's also misses. Uh, yeah, whatever. But that's my point. Like, I was able to watch the 20 minutes and then that. So, right. I have some sort of a formation of what's going on. But, uh... The... Is it... Reggaeton? Reggaeton? Yeah. So, his name... I, I don't know if the announcer... Like, you know how certain announcers just love guys' names? Yeah. I don't know if it was one of those things or if it was truly where he was always like, boom, boom, boom. Because every two seconds it was reggaeton, reggaeton. Oh, with the tackle. Oh, now he forced the ball out. Reggaeton. And it was ridiculous. So I feel like it has to be him. You know, so he as was, a person that watched, dude, I totally, that's who I was going to say because he literally was all over the place. Yeah. And he was chasing down balls left and right. Obviously, you got to go with uh, okay, yeah, like because he scored the goal. Had a huge impact. Like, he just changed our offense He's the completely. flashy guy. Changed our offense completely when he came in. But the guy who, like, the fans want, they're like, because, like, Ledesma was a big fan favorite because he worked so hard and he never gave up on a ball and he's always, you know, timely scoring. I'm not sure if Reggaeton will have the timely scoring like Ledesma, but he's going to be that guy for fans who's just like, damn, I can't, like, I know for me twice in that game, I was like, I can't believe he just chased down that ball. Like, are you serious? Like, let's go. Like, do you know where he's from? Um, stats, stats team. Come on, stats team. Don't ask me in stat. Just stats team. I didn't know if you knew. Well, send it down to them. They're not busy right all now. Right, they're right, just watching right. Celtics Nets. You know they are. Just taking stats on that. <clears throat> <laughs> um. Yeah. Hurry up, because we're about to be at halftime anyway. 
right. So while you're doing that, I'll give a shout-out to another player that I think deserves it. I'm not sure if you heard his name a bunch in the stats, but Madunyanin. Um, I believe that's how you say his name. I'm going to try to figure it out for sure. But he was a beast in the midfield for us. Huge guy. I believe he's the guy we got from Philadelphia. Um, we I believe he's on a trade or a signing. But either way, he was really nice for us at the center defensive mid. I think him and then DeYoung back there with then or maybe DeYoung up at center attacking mid. I'm not sure how they're going to play that. Because we also have Tom Peterson that we need to get in. We have a lot of guys that we need to get some minutes that are new, that uh, which is really exciting. But we also want to keep you know guys like Cruz and then um, plenty of our defenders. So we'll see where everybody plays and whatnot. But um, it's going to be exciting. Where's he from? All right, so stats team buzzed in. I honestly they had to send it in a written format so I could read it. So I couldn't just pronounce it. You got a letter from the stats team. Aki Saspor, in the, uh, it says he left the Super League club. Super League? Uh, Aki Sar Billy D- Yespor. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Billy D- Yespor. Man, I don't know how to say that, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to try. Right, like, I don't know. That's why it's like they had to send a letter up. So, anyway, he's also... That's a double checker for sure. So, he's been on, uh, it looks like, a team since about 2009. Okay. Um, to 2016 with Toulouse. Dude, stop trying to say names here. No. Toulouse is right. That's a French team. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, like... Well, the la- don't look at me like we got three heads. Like the last thing we tried to say was yeah. Like, uh, so, all right. Anyway, um, he's only like twenty. What is he? Twenty nine. Yeah, he's twenty. Twenty. Yeah, he's perfect. He's perfect. He's five five. Just a little guy. Yeah, he's tiny. Little guy. He gets after it though. That's awesome. Yeah, because he's that like spunker. You know what I mean? Like he's spunker. Gonna... Good name for it. Little spunk. <laughs> Oh, anyways, good stuff, stats team. Thanks. Good stuff. Moving on here to halftime, I'm going to toss it right back to you, Dill. Where can we find the Cheap Seats Network social media now that we are in halftime? All right, all right, all right. So go ahead and check us out. We have two things, ladies and gentlemen, as far as this aspect. Two things, I mean two social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter. So... Facebook, you can find us at the Cheap Seats Network. Okay, Fine. so just type it in the Cheap Seats Network, just how it sounds. Pretty simple. Yeah. Boom. Find us, find our logo. You should be familiar, and if you aren't familiar with our logo, you can find us because it says Cheap Seats. Of course. So it's, it, oh. You, you can see it. You know, it's cool. a podcast. You can yeah, see yeah. It. you can see it's all kind of like a thing. It, so go ahead and check us out. On Twitter, then it's at the cheap seats SN. And yeah. drum roll, please. What do you think it stands for this week? I don't know. That's what he drum rolls into. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Is it the drum roll for our guests? Come on. Yeah. What? Doge, you guess There's... first. I don't have any guesses. Well, I just needed to buy some time so I could guess something. Hold on. Yeah. I get this. I, because 
If I'm the only one on the spot, you guys need to feel it every once in a while to feel like, oh, Spring is near. I threw a little eye at the end. Spring is near. Yeah. Spring's near. Yeah. Spring's near, I guess you could just say. But, like, sounds weird. Okay. So, SN for Spring's near. No. That's not that, though. SN for what, though? Sports Network. Boom. All right. Let's let's just call it. All right. No. All right. I was just I was going to do a, a science one like a but just nothing like nothing came up for for N, you know. So Science Network. Anyway, Twitter at the cheap seats. So SN. you're just workshopping our friggin' ends. <laughs> so beat. It's just, dude, it just, sometimes it's, Doge. sometimes it's right off the rip and sometimes it's not. Doge, where can we find the clubhouse specific stuff? Yeah. Right off the rip. Yeah, any clubhouse things? On Facebook, you can find us at the clubhouse, Twitter and Instagram, our clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Chief Seats Network. Give us a follow, subscribe, like, all the above. Um, of course. Um... Another shout out to everyone. The survey is out. We'll reshare it here again this week. Um, but I know I'm rocking the shirt right now. It feels good. Doge is rocking the shirt right now. It feels good. Dill is not rocking the shirt. Right I. Now. So what does that tell you? Who came prepared? I just threw a shirt on after the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Either way, we've got good merch. Dill's is in the wash. We know it is. Don't worry. Um. But check it out. We've got other, uh, you know, sweatshirts. We've got koozies. Um, so please help support our podcast. We appreciate you listening. But we'd also appreciate uh, a little donation in exchange for some merchandise, you know? That's so, good stuff. High quality. Yeah. Rep the pod. Who doesn't want to? I mean, even if you don't like our pod, you're listening right now and just get a cool, you know, It's a good, like, the t-shirt, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's a good workout shirt. So you can take it to the gym. You can sweat in it a little bit. Multifunction. If you want. Sweatshirt's comfy. Obviously, it's big. And the koozie, I mean, talk about advertising. That's what we need. When you're using a koozie, get that clubhouse thoughts going. We appreciate it. Third quarter. Yep. We're going we're gonna to do a little all-star breakdown here after the main topic. Zion or Jaw. Who do you think um, is going to be the rookie of the year if the Pelicans potentially sneak into the playoffs? Do you think Zion has a chance to steal the rookie of the year from John Moran? Dill, uh, I'll kick it to you first. What do you think? All right. So if the season ended right now, we'll do it this way, right? People wow. like to do it this way. Okay. If the season ended right now, it would have to be Ja. It'd have to be. I mean, right. Uh, Zion hasn't played. So not if the Pelicans sneak into the playoffs. So, fast forward 20, 25, 30, however many games are remaining, end of the season, and next thing you know, Grizzlies slid out. Job isn't playing as well. Right. Jaron Jackson didn't, Zion's didn't playing come back. really yeah. well. Zion's playing better. I think if Zion continues to play at the level he has and or get better, which he actually has been up until this point, uh, I don't think he's still like game ready. You know what I mean? Like he still isn't like. Yeah, he's not. He there. hasn't like yeah. Peaked so yet. 
his uh, his performance, I think, is going to continue to grow and go up. The length of time that he's going to be there is the problem. So I think that you'd have to do job. But I mean, depending if the Pelicans get in, dude, I said it before. Like I think that he could be that player to help push them to the playoffs. I like the Pels. Like I think their offense like has so much firepower. It's hard for teams to defend them, and especially I mean Zion, you can't like stop. Might be able to right. slow down. Giannis, I think, slowed him down and like stopped him a little bit. But still, Zion's young. He just might have had a bad game. You know what right. I mean? Right. So, Who knows? Maybe he didn't adjust to Zion or to Giannis well enough. Right. But right. Either way. Um, Doge, what do you think here? Right, would you pick Zion or Ja right now? And then also, if the season ended and the Pelicans snuck into the playoffs. So Zion has played better and i think there's no question in that uh, i mean he just got rookie of the month for february every single game he had in february he scored 20 points or more yeah um in the same light right now zion's played 15 games and jaws played 55 <laughs> and if you go into the end of the year zion won't even have played you know, even yeah, you can't play that many games, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I I think if you're talking about the entire year, rookie of the year, it has to go to Ja, um, regardless of the results. I think if you make it to the playoffs or not, um, you know, whether, you know, Zion, give him the next three rookies of the month or whatever, or two or three, whatever. But I think rookie of the year would still have to go to Ja. Right, I think so. Uh, it's just... So, here's my thoughts on it. One, as much as I'd love to give it to Zion, because he's just so dang electric, so box office, so, like, he just runs weird. You want to keep your eyes on him because you're like, oh, my gosh, like, what is this guy doing? And then he just jumps out of the air. flight. And he's just so, it's just ridiculous. Either way, as much as I'd love to give it to him, um, there's no way we go back and look at the tapes that any of us or anyone else in the entire universe was sitting here going, well, you know what? It's going to be March 3rd, and the Grizzlies are going to be the A seed in the West. Like, no way. No is- way. And that's not because, uh, you know, they got Brandon Clark or got rid of Andre Godala or, you know, because Valanchunas is just having a killer gear. It's because John Morant is a is an X factor. He's an X factor player. He did that at, um, at Murray State. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, the he way just made he everybody was, better. Right. In the one game that he didn't have his best game, they got smoked. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, and he still played like individually. He played pretty well, but like he couldn't get the other guys going. You know what I mean? And if they aren't hitting shots, like it doesn't matter like how many times you give them shots. Like if people aren't hitting, like I mean, so that happens. But right. You know that's why in the course of a series it changes versus in college. It's one game and you're done. Right. Exactly. So the NBA with him, I mean, he's the kind of guy who, like a Westbrook or like, you know, a one-guy factor where he can single-handedly take over a game. And I'm not including LeBron. In he's it. like one of those and guys where like... Just you, because they're different types of players. Right. You like look at your list and you're like, okay, if this was a series, it's Lakers, Grizzlies. You're like, okay, Anthony Davis can probably win you two games by himself. Yeah. LeBron James can probably win you two games by himself. Maybe, maybe, maybe you take away one of those guys. Potentially. And then the Lakers collectively can win one game. You look at the Grizzlies, you can go, I don't know if collectively they could win one game, but if collectively they try to win one game and Ja Morant has an unbelievable game, they could win a game because he's one of those guys who could win you a game. 
He absolutely could like steal like a game. Right, of he could just have a fifty bagger or a sixty bagger and just be like, "Oh my god, they can't guard Jaw. Like this is crazy, you right. know." And the, not that he's scoring like that, but similar to like if I mean I know it's like your boy, but they're also won like I don't know four games all year. Trey or yeah, Trey Young. Like Trey Young could just heat up and win a game in a series because he could just get so hot. But yeah. I mean, he statistically is the worst defending guard in the NBA. You can look that up if you'd like. Um, I never said anything about how great of defense. Well, I'm just saying that's the difference between Ja, where Ja can infect it on defense a little bit too, because he's a little bit longer. He, yeah, plays, he's a uh, plays a little bit. He's like a stickier too. guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he can he can get in there and just like take the ball real quick, and he'll be on you, you know, one on one, tightly and stuff. And like I don't, I, I think that his effort level is max level almost all the time. The the reason it's a competition though is because if Zion when he came in the Pelicans are starting to be like, uh oh, they could make the playoffs. So if he like propels them, it's all about the story. And if he's got averaging a big like you know if his stats are seriously like, I don't know twenty eight and like twelve or something and like two blocks a game or something and it's just like this guy's stats are so ridiculous. Yeah, he's real. There's a chance, but it deserves to be John Morant. Um. I know Dylan has a, uh, a thing for us here um, about the Grizzlies, um, you know, but I don't, like, there's no one expected them to be here. So, like, I'll let you do that here now, Dill. And we have a little, little little question for us. Yeah. So. All right, so this is just a fun little little uh, random this will, this is This will prove who should get the rookie of the year, like this question right here. So, okay. To both of you and all of our listeners, we're going to do a multi- uh, question or multiple choice question here. Who is the Memphis Grizzlies head coach? A. Mark Hughes. B. Adrian Griffin. C. David Vanderpool. Or D. Taylor Jenkins. Doge, don't feel bad because <laughs> Jalen Rose, Paul Pierce, uh, everybody, the whole ESPN like warm up crew got this wrong too. That's the only reason I know who it is. I will admit that I do not know. You don't but, know that Taylor Jenkins is the coach of the Grizzlies. I was gonna say I was gonna lean towards D, but take I, yeah. take a second and look him up. And then tell me you're like, that guy's the coach of the Grizzlies? Like, you would not think that he's the head coach. Right. I mean, he's doing an excellent job. He might even deserve coach of the year honors, potentially. Um, probably should go to Nick Nurse. They're doing a killer job. Or, I mean, Bud. Yeah, yeah. Know, Bud, potentially. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Either way. <laughs> Moving on here to topic number two, the All-Star game. Um, let's just talk... Talk about the game. We don't need to get into the antics of the, you know, world game, even though Doncic mic'd up is gold, so you should watch that if you can. Um, we're not going to talk about Aaron Gordon getting robbed at the dunk contest after dunking over Taco Fall. I'm not going to do that. But we're going to talk about the format here for the All-Star game itself, where each quarter itself was an individual game. That reset to zero. And then the fourth quarter, the 
team who was in the lead, which was Team Giannis, was set a score 24 points above their score they had right now in honor of Kobe Bryant. And in fact, Team LeBron came back and won this game against Team Giannis um, in an untimed, uninterrupted fourth quarter, which lasted, if I'm not mistaken, 48 minutes in real time. Very, very intense basketball. Incredibly fun to watch. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to just pick number, like, 24. Um, but I know that this is called, like, the Elam theory. And he's always thought about this is how basketball should be played. Um, and this is how they play, like, the basketball tournament. And I think it's something they should adopt for the All-Star game because it's really, really cool. And it made it really, really competitive. And you saw guys arguing with refs about calls. They're taking strategic timeouts. They were, like, you know, fouling with, you know, a foul to give, you know, and stuff like that. Like, it was just so ridiculous. Stuff like in a real game. Right. Like, it was a real game for them, like, but, they like, all not a real win. game. Right. The first quarter, second quarter, third quarter were pretty all-star-y. But the fourth quarter, I was like, hey, this is – we got to win this. Yeah. So, especially since, in this case, the third quarter, they tied. So, the money got doubled down into the fourth quarter. Uh, for who won it for their charity, which is a cool way they did it too. So that way you're you're playing for charity. With, and there were kids under each hoop for each little organization, which was cool. They were doing their own like school chants, which I thought was really, really cool. And you could hear them throughout the game. Either way, really, really great experience and good honor of Kobe after they named the finals MVP – or the finals MVP, that's the Bill Russell award – the uh, all-star uh, MVP after Kobe Bryant. Um, which was won by Kawhi Leonard this year. So very exciting stuff. Doge, what were your thoughts of the event and uh, just your opinion of the the new format? I loved it. I mean, the the first few quarters, you know, the guys are playing to win the quarter, uh, which is awesome. You know, they're you know even at the end of the first quarter or even at the end of the third quarter, you know, they're they're fouling and doing strategic things just trying to win that money for the charity, which was awesome. Right. But the the untimed fourth quarter, I mean, the guys were playing so hard for which you never see in any other All-Star game. And if they could play, you know, every All-Star game like that, I mean, that's just what you would hope for. I was, you know, captivated for the full, you know, 48 minutes like you said, real time where you're just watching this game. And I've never been that way with an All-Star game. And for it to come down to the wire the way it did was just so exciting. So I mean, that was it was awesome to watch. I mean, there were guys missing important free throws because like you could tell they're like kind of nervous, you know? Yeah. Like you're like, oh my gosh, like did Anthony Davis just miss that because he's a little nervous, or James James Harden even like, you know, big time shooters or like, I know Kemba Walker missed some wide open shots too because it's like, dude, this is a huge moment for some people. I know he's hit some buzzer beaters before and stuff, some of the other guys, but. Just crazy moment for uh, some of these people. So, Dill, what were your thoughts on the All-Star game and the new format and everything? I think that they definitely understand that there was change needed. Yeah. You know, like I suggested. Yeah. You know, that was the one thing I said is that I think they're going to do it or something. Sure. Something. So, I'm sorry. It's cool. Good stuff. I actually, I didn't get to see yeah, this either. I knew it. I knew it was coming. So it's like, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it next year. <laughs> it sucks, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I don't know. I need to watch that fourth quarter, but it yeah. was unbelievable. I know. I'm like, 
So here's the story. The we recorded it. Earlier. Unbelievable. I wasn't here to watch it. Thought it was recording. It was, but then because the game extended longer, it didn't record long enough to watch the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was pretty bullshit. But I pulled up the last couple of minutes, yeah. which was chill. Moving on. Little NFL news. Little XFL trivia. True or false? So. Topic number one, Doge. You can exhale if you'd like. I, I wasn't that nervous, but there were people that were. Joe Burrow did come out and say he would report to the Bengals and play for the Bengals if we did pick him number one, which reports are saying we're going to. There are also reports saying that Joe Burrow told the Bengals, hey, probably like it if you kept J.J. Green, which I think is a smart move as well. So... Rumors are that we're going to be franchise tagging him, potentially working on a future deal after we franchise tag him. That way it kind of gives us more time um, to make a deal with him. So either way, is there any way that Bengals will not take Joe Burrow at this point? Doge, what are your thoughts? I don't think so. Uh, we're, we're taking him. You know, A lot of sources have said that it's a very similar situation last year, well, to last year, uh, where the Cardinals – basically all but had already taken Kyler Murray before the draft came up. It's essentially been the same way for the Bengals. You know, everyone basically knows that Joe's probably going to Cincinnati and, you know, it'll just officially be confirmed come draft day. But I definitely see him going to Cincinnati in his first overall pick. No doubt, dude. No doubt. I think he's going to be a Bengal. I don't – like something like wild would have to come out that like – would be obviously it would be like oh yeah well definitely we can't take him then but there's no way we're not taking him we need a new locker room vibe we need a new quarterback we need a new leader he's from ohio if the Bengals mess this up they're doomed that's all like there there's no way we'll be good unless chase young could be the best defense player of all time but we need we need a new new guy to rally around which we've expressed a billion times on this podcast so He's going to be going number one to the Bengals, so I'm sure of it. Someone would have to offer us a, the dumbest trade of all time, which, would, which would be, I'd be here for, but it's not going to happen. So, Dilly, what are your thoughts? What if AJ Green doesn't want to be? He's already said he would take it. No, no, so what if he doesn't want to be with Joe Burrow? What? I'm just saying, I don't know. I mean, like, Joe's just coming in here like, hey. You need to keep him around. It's like, AJ's a veteran, you know what I mean? Like, maybe he doesn't want to be with him. Maybe he thinks, like, hey, I want to kind of get out of here. Like, who knows? That is not the I, I don't think so. I don't know if you've done any research on this, but that's not what it's been reported. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's just funny hearing Joe just, like, and then AJ just, like, has to, not has to take it, but just, and Ends up just taking it, right? I mean, he probably wants the younger guy who's more confident, likes to throw the ball down the field. Like, what do we mean? Uh, I'm sure. Of course. It's just funny the way that Burrow's like, no, like, you got to keep him. So it's like, I mean, it's cool. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm I, in, I, I hope that it turns, I'm in for it. I'm so here for it. Like, I hope hey. That it turns that bond. That by you're the just way. Like, yeah. Like, we wanted each other. This is great. I'm if you're going to pick me, keep years. all the weapons you have because I want to throw to them. Like, that's exciting to me. Yeah. I mean, like, hopefully with uh, Tyler Boyd, right? <coughs> I mean, like, he'll be pretty solid. <coughs> right? Choking up about it. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is right, typical. Well, we'll keep those coughs in. 
Typical Bengals fan just getting choked up. Just love it, man. No, um, yeah, Tyler Boyd, dude. Everybody's favorite receiver, John Ross, dude. Oh, he's so fast. <laughs> Freaking hate him, dude. Uh, I don't hate him. Runs like a four, whatever, four to nine. I just feel bad for him. Because, like, the Bengals just ruined his career by taking him so early. He should have never went that early. Yeah. I don't care what McShay says. Kuiper. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, do you think he's starting next year for the Bengals? John like Ross? No. Uh, Bro. Yeah. Or, uh, did you not hear one of my rapid-fire recaps that we're going to trade Dalton? I mean, like... The Patriots are interested. The Bears are interested. Like, that's But that's what you're saying, though. Like, you that's think that. I've, No, that's what I've researched. I'm just saying, like, what's your gut, though? Like, oh. Like, your gut is that Dalton's out, Burrow's starting, or is it Dalton's there, Burrow's starting? There's no flipping way Joe Burrow doesn't start game one, unless he's injured. You know what? You know what I'm going to say? I'll put it here on wax, which will lead into our next topic. Oh, boy. And this is a shout-out to Doge's boy, who likes the hot takes here in the fourth quarter. Yes, Ryan. Ryan. Excuse me, Ryan. I apologize. I forgot your name. You're a day one, homie. We appreciate you. The only way Joe Burrow is not starting for the Bengals game one next year is if Tom Brady is starting for the Bengals. That's the only way. Which is not going to happen. Which is going to roll us into our next topic after Dill. Do you have your point about Joe Burrow? Or did you give yours? No, I'm cool. We're good. We're ready to talk about Joe Brady. Tim Brady? Well, yeah. Joe Brady's for the Panthers yeah, right now. Yeah, now that's like an actual like guy, so it's like we can't yeah, just no. like yeah. make a name up. Tom Brady will be playing for a new team likely next year. Maybe. It's my gut. It's he my might gut, be playing man. for the Patriots as well. We'll see. There's rumors flying around that he's out, that he's in, that he's out, that he's in. They didn't treat him well enough. They treated him just right. Who knows? Not I. But Doge, what is your gut telling you? Who's he going to play for next year? I absolutely think he's going to be playing for the Patriots. If he's playing, that's where he'll be. If he's playing, you think so? Okay. Yeah. What the if he's yeah. playing? Wow. He's going <clears throat> That's the part that I'm questioning, not the Patriot part. What? I mean, I think he's going to be oh, playing anyway. Really? And I think if he does suit up, then it's going to be in a Patriots uniform. I got you. Okay. I got you. I'm here with you. Um. So... I think he'll be there. You know, I was reading an article on CBS. Um, let me pull up the, the author's name. I feel bad for, for quoting him and not giving him the credit here. So give me one second. That seems uh, odd. Yeah, Cody Benjamin wrote sure. an article on CBS.com, CBS Sports. Uh, still listed the Pats as the heavy favorites. Uh, they're still listed If for, for any of you gamblers out there. They're not even getting even money off of that. It's, they're the heavy favorites. Right. The next likely team for him to land is the Titans at four to one, and then the Bucks at fourteen to one. And that was earlier today, so we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, recently, entering the chat, San Francisco 49ers rumors going around. But oh god, Jimmy Garoppolo just took give me his, that, dude. I'd love you that. Me, can you imagine that, dude? Can, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, so you'd be so sorry. Oh, I would hate to beat Jimmy <laughs> in that situation, but that'd be amazing. Um, 49ers have entered the chat, so those rumors have come out today saying that there's a little bit of weight to them. So who knows? But I think 
if he's out there playing football, he's going to be playing in a Patriots uniform. Would That's you? If he's like, would back. they just trade him? Would they just trade Jimmy G for Tom Brady? So, like, a sign-in trade? Like, Pat sign him and then just trade him? Yeah. Was Jimmy G back and the 49ers are like, all right, we'll win a couple Super Bowls with Tom. And yeah, we'll just, like, we'll just get some. And then else. we have a thing in there for, like, in three years. And then Belichick's like, off. finally I have Garoppolo back. Let's go. Uh, let's see what this contract looks like, huh? I, honestly, I didn't know the Bucks were that high of a running uh, towards it, and I was just kind of had an inkling. Like, what if he just showed up in a Bucks uniform? Like, dude, I saw with, that rumor. I saw that rumor. I don't know how long ago, and I was like, dude, that just it makes sense. That team makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, I was gonna say have, Miami, but then it's they like, have eh. two really good tight ends who can catch the ball. Now, granted, OJ Howard might drop a few, but that's all right. Two pretty <clears> decent <throat> running have, backs. Two. Two top five wide receivers. <laughs> and then another good receiver, if I'm not mistaken. There's They have three good ones, right? They have Mike Evans, they have Godwin, and I, I was going to say I don't remember his name. The one that was really stepping up in like week 17 when uh, Godwin got hurt. Here. Right. But he was good too. And then Bruce Arians is an offensive mind, so maybe you're like, oh, Brady's just spent his whole career with somebody Season who's been a defensive guy. genius. Maybe I'll go be with an offensive genius. Who's a veteran who kind of gets my style? Let me, you know, be the kind of guy I want to yeah. be. Um, I don't know. Floor and their weather. defense is pretty decent. Like, they wouldn't need to invest in the weapons. They could just invest in their defense. But I don't know. I thought that made a lot of sense. The Titans makes a lot of sense. But when you hear guys like Derrick Henry say, like, why would we do that when, like, Ryan Tannehill, like, brought us this far this year and beat Tom Brady? It's like, okay, well, clearly their locker room might not want that change, but maybe they're going to get it either way. I don't know. I'm with you, Doge. I think it's going to be the Pats, but the Bucks to me, looks like if you're going to bet on anything, that's what I would bet on. 14-1. to 1. I mean, if you think he's going okay, that's good value, else. right. It's good value. Look to throw 10 on it. I'll do it right I'll now. throw 10 on it. I'll see where I can Fine. find it. Um, what do you think, Doge? You're just saying... Not a With Tom? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's just his time to kind of move on. Like, I don't think there's any, I think it's just like, hey, look, I've been here this long, you know. But he would be the first guy to leave after this long with a single team, so. Right. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing. My gut has been that he's leaving. And then my gut this morning, for whatever reason, like. You just woke up and were like, box, dude, let's do it. Yeah, I'm not even uh, like for like I'm dead serious when I was thinking about how Tom Brady could be in like a Buccaneer. I don't know why. Like it was just like that was something I was thinking about. Like, I had that feeling a couple months ago. I could have been sure. thinking about something else. Surprised nobody was thinking the Raiders. I mean, he's been in Vegas quite a bit. I was saying Phil could be there, but I know it's not going to be. I think Phil could go to the Colts from what it seems like. That's the rumors are hard on Phil yeah. and the Colts. Yeah. I think be Which kinda, will be kind of dank. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see him in a dome playing against Deshaun Watson, uh, playing against Gardner. A pretty good defense, playing, like, finally, for the first time in his damn life. But guess what they don't have for the, every time in his life? A good kicker. His Vinatieri's old, unfortunately. Love the man, but isn't he retired now, anyway? I'm not sure. I think he I'm did. Sure. I think he did, but either way. I, mean, I bet he'll, he'll give it a run back because he's a freaking legend. But Yeah. All right, real briefly, um, Doge, I'll let you 
just maybe give a different position or what, what I was going to say. Just like, what do you think the Bengals need to draft other than Joe Burrow here in this draft with like our second pick or like some early picks? Like, what positions do you think we're lacking or that we need to take advantage of in this draft? Um, I mean, definitely still kind of offensive line. Something yeah. we need to focus on. Um, if we if we have to get away from that because you know it's if we're taking Joe in the first round, there's going to be a lot of offensive line guys that go there. Yeah. Um, focusing on the in the linebacker game as well. Be my would be my calls. Those are my calls as well. I think we we need to go linebacker uh, second round, if not offensive line. I know we're trying to potentially sign some offensive linemen, so hopefully we can do that. Um, Speaking of linebackers, we will not get him, but did you see Isaiah Simmons in his 40 time? Yeah, dude. Ran like a 4.38 as a linebacker. I was like, oh my god. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, I was fast as hell. He's going to be a beast. Um, but a lot of the local blogs are thinking we should take, uh, Justin Jefferson, the LSU wide receiver, you know, cause him and Joe Burrow are boys and they scored a lot of touchdowns together. Um, and I would like to remind them that John Ross was, t- yeah, Doge's reaction just as well. Because <laughs> that's how I was like. Yeah, just like, why would we do that? Uh, we don't need that position at all. So, um. To quote Kevin Durant, to all those blog boys, um, get the hell out of here. That's a stupid take. Like, why? We don't need to do that. Like, if anything, let's take, like, um, Randy Moss's boy, like, way later in the draft. The tight end. Yeah, Thaddeus Moss. Like, let's take him and, like, I don't know when he's. I have no idea when he's he's projected to go. Yeah, let's have Randy in the locker room. That's what I'm saying. Can we have Randy Moss in the locker room to come in and be like, Mike Brown, what are you doing? Look. Boom, boom, boom. I need that. He's like, that's so bad. Like, let's have Randy Moss and Chad Johnson just at this on the sidelines, please. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting all pot for it. I know you have been. Dosh. Yes. True or false? The Houston Roughnecks are 4 0. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, I thought I think they lost one, didn't they? They three and one. Dylan Luddy. True. It is true. The Houston Roughnecks are four and zero. XFL. True or false? True or false? Dylan. Josh Johnson is leading the league in QBR, but not touchdowns or passing yards. Oh, that sounds like it's one of those stats where it's like, okay, little tricky. two little out tricky. of the three are right, but the third one's wrong. A little tricky. I think it's false. It's true. It's because he missed, I believe, the first game. Oh, Dosh. I'll let you go for the next one. <laughs> Dosh just getting skipped. Uh, I'm just used to, yeah, I'm so used to rotating that way. Yeah. Sorry. I, w- I would have said false anyway, so I would have been wrong. Well, okay. you're wrong, Dosh. <laughs> Dosh. The team in St. Louis is called the Battle Hawks. That's true. And they are three and one. Yes. I think they're two and two. They are three and one. Wow. And they are the Battle Hawks. Yeah, I know that. I knew that. I knew that. Good. They just beat 
Seattle. Speaking <laughs> of, huh? The Seattle Dragons and the Tampa Bay Vipers. Yep. Are tied for last place with one and three records. Uh, I believe that's true because I know that Seattle beat Tampa. And Tampa. Yeah, I'd say that's true. <laughs> Does. I know Seattle's one and three. <laughs> I'm gonna say false. I don't. I don't think Tampa's won a game. It's true, dude. Listen to this. Can I excerpt for a second? Go for it. Cardale Jones, who's been super good on the defenders, right? DC defenders. <coughs> Plus. <coughs> Plus. Two times. Was held scoreless against the Vipers. So the Vipers what? won. The Vipers won twenty-five to nothing. Well, Did they really? Yeah. And also a little snippet: their running backs were the first two running backs over a hundred yards, and they both had a hundred yards each, like over. Wow! So they're the first first hundred yard rushers again uh, in the XFL. Just random. So that's some history. Wow! Sure. So. Yep. That was my snippet. Sure. Well, that's going to end. Uh, I don't have another true false for you. Okay. So. That was a good little ending then. Yeah, definitely. Sure. So, you want to talk about an ending real quick with the uh, talking about how Tampa and Boston, right? I was going to say, let's go to buzzer beaters. So, is uh, that what your buzzer beater is going to be? This is just separate, real quick. Stats separate. Give it to us. So, Boston scored with 50 seconds left in the first period. Uh, what's up? About 30 seconds left after. So when I told you we were going to score. About 30 that. seconds after that. And then you guys scored another goal to go up 2-0. to zero. And then we scored one on a power play, actually, that you guys had. So we were shorthanded. Oh, shorthander. Yeah. So it's 2-1, to one, uh, four seconds left in the second. So Sure. Uh, looks like it's going to be 2-1 going into the third. Moving on here to our buzzer beaters. I'm going to swing it over to you, Doge. Doge, where do you want your shot? Top of the key. Top of the key. All right, hold on. Before we do this, I had a huge discussion with Dylan about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Where are you actually saying top of the key? What's top of the key? Are you behind the three-point line? Or are you just up at the top of the arc? No, I'm I'm behind the three-point line. Okay. Just making sure. But But I'm right just smack dab in the middle. Okay, because when I say when Dylan says like left of the key, I always think of like him like right above, like in that co- like it's opposite the side elbow. of where, right opposite side of where Kobe would shoot, but like right above the elbow in between the three point line. Because I figured he'd say behind the three point line, but now I'm clearly knowing that I'm incorrect. I'm being trying to be too specific here, breaking yeah. down these plays for you boys. Yeah, but Doge, yes, you got the ball. Clock is one out. Absolutely. Three, so, two. So coach, Coach K, firing off at some critics. Uh, a lot of people calling out their play. You know, they're ranked 12th right now. But he just said, you know, he stood up for his boys. He said, you know, these are 18 and 19-year-olds playing ball. If you guys want to come at anybody, bring it to me. But before you come in and start critiquing my coaching, walk into walk into the arena and look up at the banners. We'll talk about yeah, Boy. Just drops the mic. So, 
Mad props. I mean, it's it's like you said, just teenagers playing basketball, like in their twelfth in the country. Like you can't really get overly critical about these guys, and they're gonna they're gonna play well leading up to the end of the season. So, I, I like him standing up for his team and just saying, "Look at these fucking banners, boys." <laughs> yeah, dude, that's unreal. Like that's just the stuff you want Coach Guy to say. Like that's legendary. Like that's like Roy Williams earlier this season, just like, "Hey, go ahead and fire me." Like, go ahead. And for North Carolina, like, why would you do that? Same with Coach K. Like, you can't you can't talk smack to these legends. Like, oh, we are having one bad season? Like, calm down. So, yeah. That's a good one, Doge. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> Big Dilly. Yeah. Where would you like yours? So I'm going to do just uh, left at the top of the key. Sure. So did you see – I feel like you had to have seen this. The Pat McAfee intro for Zion. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was just—I mean—the fact that one that he's cool. that he's cross that he's crossing sports, right? Right. Um, I think it's great that he's getting on the mic more for like games and stuff. No I think doubt, it's super interesting. Uh, I think he's a super interesting guy. He has a lot of uh, good stories. It seems like he knows a lot of people who have good stories, and I enjoy listening. I think as well as everyone on this podcast and listening to this podcast, which is why you listen is you enjoy good stories. Um, so, you know, big Pat McAfee fan, you know, and he's, he's a kicker guy. So hashtag for the brand, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, as a kicker, uh, or, well, he's a kicker. I'm a wannabe kicker. Um, there's, you know, a little camaraderie there. So, uh, cause kickers are not respected, you know, the same as, a football player, if you say, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, probably. Pat maybe because I mean, like there are certain he's a players, different. like he you can lay a hit. He's play. He's had important plays. He's had he also big like plays was famous like, for the falling into the river allegedly. Yeah, I mean, like there are things like that go beyond it. That's the yeah. legendary kind of right. stuff that happens. Legendary chugger as well. Yeah. So anyway, his intro was for uh, Zion. Uh, was it for the entire Pelicans? Yeah, he did the whole lineup. Okay, That's but right. like for Zion specifically, I know that it was really yeah, good. Yeah, right. Um, so it was cool. It's cool. It, it was really good. It was worth worth watching. Yeah. Brought to you by Sprite. No free ads. So I wasn't really sure what I was going to do for my buzz reader here. What's an anniversary that we missed while we were we were gone? Yeah. Eight years ago. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite sports quotes, literally of all time. <laughs> So just take a listen. This is this is you'll know. You'll just know. Strike to claim it. Strike to claim it. Damn it, right. Have you never seen that, Dilly? You look like you've never seen it. I've never seen it. Those I know have seen it. Damn it, yes! Such a ridiculous celebration. Yeah, like, I, I just... Number five! Who do you think you are? Yeah, like, that part doesn't make sense. Damn it, right! It's so freaking gold. Don't play it again, yeah. <laughs> it's... Who do you think you are? I am kills me every time. Dude, I used to say that all the time. It's so freaking funny. That's absurd. Ridiculous. Uh, and ridiculous. Because obviously, people 
can't see this right now. This is over... Bowling. Yeah, yeah. Five-time like, bowling title. You know? You just don't knock the bowling. No, don't I'm knock not. the bowling, dude. But it's just funny, the celebration. Like it's That's Because it's like, it's not like it's a huge stadium that people can't really hear you. You know what I mean? There's or a lot of people see. behind. You've right. got to watch the whole thing. That's what you I'm saying. Is that people thing. are right there. They can hear everything. Everyone there heard him yes. say this. Oh, no doubt. That's why I'm saying no that doubt. this environment makes it hilarious. It's like, <gasps> oh, like if I just started screaming in right. a bowling alley and somebody would be like, all right, just so this fun. guy is taking well, what, it's not just a, I mean, it's a competition. It's not just a bowling alley. Yeah, yeah, okay. You get what I'm saying. Right. I mean, dude, it was... That's or one of my favorite favorite sports quotes of all time. That's up there with like, "I'm a man, I'm 40, I ain't no kid." Like, just like some favorite rants of all time. So I'm gonna end it on that. Who do you think you are? I am one of the hosts of the clubhouse. Doge is one of the hosts of the clubhouse. Dylan is one of the hosts of the clubhouse. We thank you for listening. This is the clubhouse.